You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome everyone to RB1 Fantasy Podcast. Colin, there's a colon in there. I'm just so excited. I even have stumbled over the start already. Uh, I am your humble host, Pete Rogers. Joined, uh, it's so much excitement. Not only are we doing the the mock draft, but also finally after a two-week hiatus, just Clark Barnes has returned along with Mr. Class Jordan Smith. Uh, Jordan, I'm sure you're doing well, but honestly, I don't really care right now. What I do care about (laughs) is how Hawaii treated clark clark tell us all about in great detail ignore the fact that this is an nfl podcast and ignore that we're planning to do a mock draft i want you to spend the next 40 minutes telling us in depth about your trip to hawaii it was great (laughs) uh i found a fantastic dive bar to spend a little time uh hawaii is so beautiful that you think everything's fake um and the dirt is red Wow. So that's about it. Yeah. Well, there's 45 minutes that just went blowing by. Yeah. Uh, that was just an amazing recap. <laughs> did you happen? Did you get a chance to watch any of the Hawaii movies that we recommended? No, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Sorry. It's harsh. Well, hey, I know. you know what? I went to um, DC last weekend, but on the flight back, I watched Snowden, which was pretty on the nose, I think, especially <laughs> for what's going on nowadays. <laughs> yep. Yep, I didn't see that one. That was with what's his name, right? Um, JGL. Yeah, Joseph JGL. Love it. That's that's You're boy. On a list and now. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> and Nick Cage is in that. Oh my god. Okay. Yep. Have to watch small that. bit. Well, any any bit that Nick Cage has as a movie is not a small bit. Let's be honest. Um, okay, for those who actually care about football, we promise we are now we are now jumping into that part of the show. We are finished feeling ourselves. Um, uh i feel like i know we're doing the mock draft today which i don't know if i've said this enough but we're doing the mock draft today um but i feel like we should have an emergency podcast sometime this week what with the des bryant release and everyone thinking that the patriots dynasty is crumbling i just feel like there's so much to talk about and and we don't have time to do the news because we got a lot to cover here um I, I'm down to to do a quick one tomorrow, but I can also uh, use a little bit of my Hawaii time here. Uh, Des Bryant will have to dramatically change as a football player to be any good, and he might because he's still potentially an athletic freak. There's no news here other than he doesn't have a job right now. Uh, and the Patriots dynasty crumbling is just begging for clicks and stupid. There you go. There we well, go. There we go guys. I don't even know if we need to cover those things. No. Why why delay it anymore? Why beat around the bush? It is time. Welcome to the RB1 NFL Mock Draft. Who's going to have number one? Not Josh Rosen's here. Lamar Jackson is totally a number one quarterback. 
Phil Coleman. So finally, the mock draft that will get it right. Fi- yes, we are. We are making these picks with a hundred percent certainty that this is what happens. As you know, for anyone who's ever listened to this podcast before, um, you know that everyone in the NFL listens to this show. We know that the government from last week, uh, Clark. I mean, Jordan was able to tell us that the government listens to this show. Were you? Were, did you get? Did you get on the no fly list after threatening to steal the Declaration of Independence? No, I had to get wand wanded down a few extra times though. So that right. was just that a makes sense. That's they're you. like, hey, you're that you're that voice. I know that I, voice. I know that voice. I know that headboard because you presumably I just assume you travel everywhere with that headboard. Well, yeah, that's I got my sources written on the back of it. <laughs> um so the mock draft that will get everything right. Uh and before we get into it, we are planning, we and we tweeted this out on Twitter, obviously. Um, we had a poll as to how many trades you think will go down. Because yes, we are doing trades today. And I for one got maybe a little overzealous with uh, all the trades that I wanted to pull off. I had to keep reminding myself that for some of the teams that I had to, that I was picking for, I was like, you know what, Pete, they can just stay at that position. They don't need to trade up. Um, but for those trades, we used uh drafttech.com. Uh, trade value chart uh, for negotiating these trades. So these are actual NFL trades. We're n- no bullshit here. Uh, just like how these are actual NFL picks, these are actual NFL trades. So I reserve the right to make some bullshit trades. Beat. Well, that's I mean, I mean, so does every team. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's 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 not out of the realm of realism here. Uh, so yeah, let's just begin. The clock has started, and I am I as the Cleveland Browns have the number one pick, uh, and I'm not going to make anyone wait for this. Uh, Sam Darnold is the number one pick in this draft. Don't overthink this Browns. You're going to go out and you're going to get yourself a franchise quarterback. Um, he doesn't need to start right away. He certainly can. Uh, you have Tyrod Taylor there. There's, I'm sure when you take a quarterback first overall, the, you know, the powers that be will be feel forced to push him into the limelight, but he doesn't need to, but he certainly can. He is a high caliber player on and off the field, has all the tools that you want at your disposal for a franchise quarterback. And in my opinion, arguably comes into the NFL among the, among the this class of rookie quarterbacks uh, as the one with the highest floor. So he's just, I think he's just someone from day one. You can start, feel comfortable with that position. I don't think there needs to be more said there. So with the first pick of the uh, RB1 mock draft and subsequently the actual NFL draft, uh, Sam Darnold to the Browns. I like that pick. That is a solid pick because I am very, very afraid that Cleveland's going to Cleveland super hard all over this draft and take Josh Allen the first overall, despite the fact that he is definitely not a sure thing like a Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. Yeah. Don't don't do that, Cleveland. Don't do that. Uh, so the second pick of the NFL draft is none other than the New York Giants. Who we turn to Jordan. Uh, Jordan, who are the New York Giants taking with the number two pick? Well, I'm glad I prefaced my uh, comments with, uh, with my pick because I can't hype up Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and not think that the Giants are going to pass on him. So I'm going to go with Josh Rosen to the Giants. Uh, might as well start that. Uh, rebuild on the fly a little bit sooner, get Josh Rosen back there to sit for, you know, maybe a year, maybe two years, learn under Eli and just hit the ground running with your new franchise QB. Oh, you are killing me. New York giants. Oh, we're only three (laughs) picks in and already we are having controversy. I thought for sure the Giants were going to do what everyone thought they were going to do, which is not pick a quarterback, which I 
think is the biggest smokescreen in the world. I think they're trying to get some value for that pick. Uh, so I am unfortunately the GM for the New York Jets, and I think that Josh <laughs> Rosen is the second best quarterback in this draft. Uh, and I was really looking forward to getting him because I think his floor is so low. He just looks like, uh, to the fantasy community, this may seem weird, but he just looks like Matt Ryan back there. And if you get a chance to get Matt Ryan, that's you take it. You, ha- you have done very well. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I am crushed and I am panicking. <laughs> Which is exactly the position the Jets will be in. Yeah. This is this is a very real simulation as to how the Jets' war <laughs> war room will look when the Giants are like, we are taking Josh Rose, and the Jets are like, what? No, wait, wait, but you guys were saying Saquon Barkley. And the Giants are like, well, yeah, have you ever heard of a smokescreen before? And the whole Jets organization is like, shit. See, and they traded up to get a QB for sure to the number three pick. I know. And they might not get it. <sighs> we it. traded up to get a quarterback. And Damn we man. we are going to Jets this hard. The Jets third pick, the NFL drafts like Baker Mayfield. Boom! Quarterback, quarterback Boom! Oklahoma. I actually love that pick. I'm going to be honest. I think Josh Rosen comes in with also NFL ready and is ready and ready to go from day one. But Baker Mayfield, I think just brings so much like tenacity and, and, and energy and like uh swagger to a team that uh, seriously is lacking it. And in a division where you kind of need it because you're going up against, well, if the Patriots dynasty is still here and existing, next year in 2018 but i like that pick yeah you put a lot of good tape out there uh there's size concerns but i like to mostly be agnostic about that unless it's a huge glaring weakness so absolutely crush (laughs) that rosen was gone uh but we traded everything we had to get to the third pick so i have to pick a quarterback so I'm, i'm okay with baker mayfield here all right well i'm back on the clock with the number four pick with the cleveland browns and Bring, 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 bring. Oh my goodness, is that my phone? Let me just quickly answer this. Um, hello, this is Cleveland. Uh, hi, this is uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, hello, Tampa Bay. Are you guys looking to trade up in this draft? Um, yes, we are. We're going to send you our first selection, our, our first round pick, our second round pick, and our fifth round pick. Uh, and we would like to get from you in return your first round at 104 and your second round at 232. Um, now, for all of you people who think that I'm just trading with myself, and so I'm going to give myself the advantage, this actually, the Buccaneers are overpaying for this pick, but um, the Cleveland Browns take this trade. The Browns move back to 107. They get a top round pick in the second round. So now they have 201, 203, and 206 to start the second round, and you get a fifth rounder. Um, Whereas the Buccaneers move up two picks or three picks and fall back all the way down to the end of the second round. I think that's a fair trade. I think Cleveland wants to stockpile on talent. And the Buccaneers are trading up to complete their offense by selecting Saquon Barkley at number four. Because that offense with Mike Evans and uh, Deshaun Jackson on the outside with O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid at tight end, Jameis Winston at quarterback, and now you're adding Saquon Barkley, arguably the most talented running back to come out of since Adrian Peterson, maybe. Um, you are you are now building a an offense that could go toe-to-toe with the Saints and the uh, Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South. That is a home run swing for the Bucks. I like yeah, it. Though. 
yeah, if they can get that done for swapping seconds, uh, which I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that trade would go through if Pete's not trading with himself. But it is fair on the chart, and I do like to pick for the Bucks. Uh, Maybe the Bucks throw in a third or or a future second. Um, I just think I don't. I think the in the Bucks line of thinking here is I think you're worried that uh, the Browns are definitely going to take either Chubb or Barkley, and if he makes it past the uh, Browns, that the Broncos could do it at five, and so you're moving up to make sure that you secure uh, the best player in this year's draft. So with that, let's move on to pick number five, where the Denver Broncos now are on the clock. Uh, three of the top quarterbacks are gone. The top running back is gone. Jordan, what do they do? See, I feel like this would be an optimum time for the Broncos to trade back. Um, but, however, I really do like Quentin Nelson going here to Denver. Um, I honestly wish he, Quentin Nelson w- might fall to 14 for the Packers because I think he's that good. Um, he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. He'll provide the Broncos with a little bit more stability on that line, which they haven't necessarily had, and that translates to them not getting – um thousand yard rushing seasons out of their running backs so start in the trenches i don't think john elway can um have another whiff in the first round as far as draft picks or at least in the first few rounds of a draft and quentin nelson's probably as close to a sure thing you can get in the top five yep i like it I like it denver has a lot of trouble with their offensive line and some good pieces around that i'm a case keenum believer not that he's great but that he's fine and so i like getting him a little protection this is this is not going how i thought it would and speaking of that (laughs) i I can't wait for the draft this year because it's it's been a couple of years that we've had a good idea at least who's going to be one two three and i think we're seeing in this draft how easy it is for things to just not happen how the echo chamber has told us that it's going to happen because we've just had two months just to talk about Mm -hmm. this and everybody's mock drafts are kind of getting the same and and that's just never how it goes. So I just want to point out how Clark is, while scrambling to figure out who his pick is, expertly, expertly just transitions this. He's like, "Hey guys, you know what? Let's uh, let's talk about the actual draft. Like, you guys, this is going to be a pretty crazy draft." While I quickly try to figure out who the Colts are taking at six. <laughs> I love stalling. It. it is a savvy veteran move. You know what? On Twitter, I follow a pretty uh, big Giants fan, and he pointedly um, made the distinction for uh, what's his name Todd McShay he said today that or he was reporting today that there's no doubt that the New York Giants were going to draft Saquon Barkley at number two and he goes Todd McShay like two or three days ago had them drafting um I think it was Bradley Chubb in his mock draft and I'm like well there you go literally nobody has any clue no one knows does anybody want this we got Chubb on the board guys number six no, I don't want to trade up for that. Actually, I think that's a really good pick for the culture. I'm going to have to. So the the only reason I'm hesitating to take Chubb here is I think that he's good, but he hasn't been that like absolute kind of lights out guy ever like we've seen with Von Miller and like we've seen with mm-hmm. uh, Jadavian Clowney before his injury. And so that's the only reason that I'm a little hesitant here because we won't be pairing him with anything in Indianapolis. So if we had like a, a, a good linebacking core or just a decent front, I'd be ecstatic to take Chubb here, but I guess you got to start somewhere. So, so we're going to take Nick Chubb, the Colts with the pick from the New York jets, plus the 19 second round picks that we got for them <laughs> back three spots. The Colts are going to, we're going to pick up Nick Chubb and we're going to start building up this defense here in Indy. 
Wait, Nick Chubb or oh, uh, uh, Bradley, Bradley Chubb? Chubb. <laughs> there's there's the first real reach of this draft. <laughs> running, running back run. Going six overall. Well, look, now that my plans have been thwarted, I wasn't going to trade with myself like Pete. <laughs> what? So I decided not to do that. I really wanted to move back here because as our listeners will be able to see tomorrow, I think that the uh, second best running back in this class is named Chubb, and he may go in this first round here. Oh, my God. A tease in our in our mock. Uh, <laughs> whew, moving down to seven, which is now the Browns pick, um, because as Clark so lovingly reminds us that I traded with myself. Uh, <clears throat> and with that, the Browns are going to select uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick has been billed as a do-it-all guy, um, but I think that the Browns, I think the best way that he can be used for the Browns uh, and in Cleveland is as a putting him in that ball hawking free safety role, like Earl Thomas, put him deep, have him patrol the center field. And what that allows them to do is have move kind of Jabril peppers who they already have and spent a first round pick on last year down to play kind of in the box, that slot corner or, um, you know, high uh, linebacker in, in nickel packages, so I think that allows you to be use Jabril Preppers to his best versatility. And I also think that that might be Fitzpatrick's best spot on the field is just playing. He's got the speed to cover the sidelines. He's got the hands to make plays on the ball. Um, so I think the best spot for him is instead of playing him all over the field, put him in the middle of the field, say, hey, you are going to be the last stop. You're going to be our Earl Thomas, Eric Berry, uh, Malik Hooker, go out there and ball. I like that value too at that spot. I think that's a solid place for uh, one of the top defensive backs to go. All right, moving on to eight, the Chicago Bears. Uh, Jordan. Chicago, I found it a little bit difficult to assess where they had needs because they had just spent all kinds of money in free agency. Um, so their their needs back in January aren't necessarily their same needs now. Um, with that being said, don't want to sound like too much of a positional homer here but i want to draft mike mcglinchy from notre dame (laughs) for the chicago bears because they need some line help he's an offensive tackle but they need help on tackle and the guard spot um they have a solid running back duo with jordan hill or jordan howard sorry and um what's his name Tariq cohen so i think just fortifying that line giving uh their rookie or second year guy sorry um another guy to protect them i I just think it's it's a good move for them yeah i'm not a professional offensive line evaluator but i think a lot of times in the nfl draft we see people make the pick and everyone's kind of disappointed jordan Mm -hmm. even as you kind of berated yourself (laughs) of like "Uh, i'm just picking a line when but man those are the kind of picks that you know, I, th- I think Dallas took a guard. Everybody said way too early three years ago, and, and he turned out to be fantastic. So I think that's where the Bears have a big need, and I like it. Uh, I also like it because I'm up on pick number nine with the San Francisco 49ers, and um, a ton of people are mocking this guy to go here. And I think that from what little I've seen, he looks like an athletic freak that's going to help the 49ers on defense. Bring, bring. Bring, bring. Oh, okay. Well, I I will always listen to an offer. I've got a phone call coming in. Uh, hello, 49ers? Hey, Pete. Hey, Clark. So, uh, it's the Patriots here. 
Uh, I'm calling to to. We want to move up. We want to. We got our eyes on someone. We think we can really make make a deal with you. Uh, we'll give you our. Ah, I'm hesitant to give up that. Well, we'll give you our two first round picks, 23 and 32, to move up to nine. Do we have a deal, John Lynch, Clark? I'll take it. I think number nine is kind of San Francisco needs a lot. So I'm really happy to trade back and get two firsts for my nine. Excellent. Now I'm just here to spice things up because who wants a boring mock draft? Uh, Patriots with the number nine pick. Now they have moved up. Belichick doesn't move up for offensive players. People are all thinking that, Oh, and I was thinking about it. If Josh Rosen slipped all the way down, which in the real world, it sounds like people are weirdly off on him. Um, but anyways, well, it's because he thinks, Pete. right? Oh, we true. Because he's got an that. opinion. God forbid that happens in the NFL. I mean, unless you think <laughs> the treats are great, which is cool. <laughs> that's the only opinion you're allowed to have. That's me, right? Um, Patriot, the Belichick trades up for defense, and Belichick trades up for defensive players that he thinks can be transcendent talents and that he can get the most out of. So, uh, with the number nine pick now, the Patriots are going to take Treman. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, linebacker out of Virginia Tech, I believe. Very uh, nice. Very nice. He has all the speed. They need to add speed on their defense. He's a freak athlete who can cover, line up, uh, line up all over the field, can cover tight ends, can cover lo- running backs. He can do everything. Um, it'll take some time for him to fully reach his potential, but he, a lot of people like him in comparison to Jamie Collins, who the Patriots were able to get the most out of, just a freak athlete. Um, and I think he's even more polished of a player than Jamie Collins is coming into the league. And I also, I just think his his ceiling is Hall of Fame. And I think if you can, if you can get him there, uh, he could be the best player coming out of this draft. So uh, I'm willing to, I'm willing to give up the two first round picks that we have in order to ensure that our defense now suddenly gets not only better security at the linebacker position because Dante Hightower hasn't played a healthy season in a couple of years, but a lot of speed and a lot of youth and talent. So there you go at number nine. I like it. Uh, and I have number 10, the Oakland Raiders. And this hold is on. Re- John, uh, John, hold on. Frantic oh, call from Buffalo. There's a ring. Oh my John. goodness. Oh, let me, uh, let John me Gruden. get my phone. Um, uh, Hey, uh, it's John Gruden here with my horrible haircut. How's it going? Okay. Good. Good. Who, I, I'm the GM for Buffalo, and I don't know who he is because it's Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> I am panicking, John. Yep. I need yeah, I need okay. your help. Talk I want I want to move I want to move up one spot. I want to get ahead of Miami. That's fair. I understand. I'll give you the 32nd pick in the third round for it, and my and my 12. It's one spot. You know Miami's going to blow their pick. Yeah, you know that. The 32nd or the first pick in the third round? No, no. The thirty-second pick. Uh, One spot, John. Don't get spot. don't get greedy, John. You know what? Fuck it. I'm John Gruden. I don't give a shit about this sport or my job because I've got ten years, a hundred million dollars guaranteed. So suck it. Yeah, let's do this. All right. And uh, the Bills run to the podium and take Lamar Jackson because we're running out of quarterbacks. <laughs> Lamar. I had to get in front of Jordan and the Dolphins. That is a good <laughs> ass move. You are so lucky you got ahead of me. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Clark, because I don't know if we've 
Well, maybe we have. I know Jordan and I, since we've been on the podcast the last two weeks, have obviously been able to speak most at length about uh, Lamar Jackson. But give us just give us your quick, just like thirty second pitch about how amazing Lamar Jackson is. A lot of quarterbacks have accuracy problems coming out, and that's one of the knocks that I've heard on him that I actually think is understandable. All of the other knocks don't make any sense. Like he's athletic, and so that like that's some kind of bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, so he misses some throws, but all of these guys miss some throws. He's athletic. He doesn't look to run. It seems he looks to make plays and I love that. Uh, so I may even do some kind of BS, like let him sit for the first couple of games here. Uh, but I, I think Lamar Jackson is a, a really good player on a lot of kind of, I'm hearing a lot of the things that a lot of the negative things that I heard about Deshaun Watson last year about lamar jackson this year and I, I just think that those are positives so i i want to get him on my team and i don't have to give up too much to get ahead of miami yeah yeah i think i would have probably i would have what i i should have if john gruden actually gave a shit he'd probably be like yo i got miami on the other line what are you gonna offer me but john gruden doesn't give a shit uh so let's move on now to the 11th pick and the miami dolphins are currently especially with Jordan as their GM panicking because you know, Jordan was just dying to get his hands on Lamar Jackson. You know what? I would have liked Lamar Jackson um, to the dolphins as a sneaky little quarterback pick, but I actually had a quarterback as like the third deed for the dolphins. Mm -hmm. I'm going to draft who I wanted all along for the dolphins. And that is one Vite via out of Washington. Damn it! They need a defensive line help. Um, a guy who can get to the quarterback and disrupt the backfield because Cameron Wake, even though he feels like he's relatively new to the league, he's like 34 years old already. Um, Dominican Sue's gone. They got a hole to fill. I am going to continue my trend of picking people that do battle in the trenches. Let's go. Um, I like it. I, I, I'm a big believer in the uh what what was it the bill parcells like the dudes on the planet theory oh yeah so yeah so when you can get an athletic dude that's just bigger than everybody else on the planet yeah that's a good pick yeah it's a great pick i i express my frustrations not as the uh gm of the raider not as john gruden who's about to pick at number 12 because we traded back uh but as as the gm of washington because son of a bitch that would have helped my run defense immensely but we're skipping ahead to pick uh, pick number 12, the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden's back on the old clock. Uh, and this is an easy pick. We're very happy. We were happy to make that trade because we were pretty certain the guy who we were targeting uh, was not going to be taken by now. We're going to take Denzel Ward cornerback. We're going to pair him with our uh, – let me let me get my notes right. We're going to pair him with our fellow first-rounder last year, uh, Garyon Conley. Uh, and we're going to really start building up our secondary with youth and talent. Uh, and we're now we've got a guy who is super sticky in man coverage. Uh, it's physical and really start building ourselves in an elite pass defense. And hopefully, hopefully trying to recreate some of the success that the uh, Saints had last year with a with a young rookie corner. So that's what who's going at 12. I like the Raiders going defense. Uh, I, I think last year was. I mean, I guess no year is a fluke, but I, I still trust the Oakland offense to be able to bounce back. So I like them spending this capital on on a good defensive player. Yeah, I really like Denzel Ward. He is the best 
I guess, complete defensive back in the draft. I know Minka Fitzpatrick went first, but he kind of plays in between safety and corner. Uh, Denzel Ward is in the 98th percentile for athleticism, too. So don't let his smaller, like 6'1"-ish stature deter you from him being a good cornerback. Actually, he's more uh, like six feet. Wait, six one is small for a corner now? Yeah, I was only gone for two weeks. No, I, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I was I was off on oh, that. Oh, he's, more like, he's more like five eleven. But yeah, I was somebody else's height. <laughs> I, I I think people have gone a little overboard with wanting tall corners. Like, yeah, I would love for the guy that runs the four four forty and the incredible shuttle time to be six one. But five, guys, a guy that's five ten that can jump is fine. Yeah, guys, like yes. that's fine. That's plenty tall. Um, you just gotta find the ball. Yeah, right. Yeah, just get your hands on it. All right, at thirteen, I am now switching my cap to Washington. Obviously, I was very upset that uh, Vita Vea is off the board with Miami because uh, we had the 29th ranked run defense per DVOA. You can tell I have all my notes prepared to talk about the run defense that I was going to fix. And so now I'm going to use them anyways to talk about how I was doing a great job at my at my job. Um, but instead, uh, you know what? We're going to still do defense. And there's a guy who's been kind of sliding down the board here. Just kind of no one's really taking him out of necessity, I feel like. Um, And I'm really just going to hopefully kind of fuck over Jordan here because I think at 14 he might have wanted to get this guy. But suck it, Green Bay Packers. Uh, We're going to take Derwin James, the safety. Uh, Yeah, baby. (laughs) Uh, This gives Washington – they just got rid of Sua Craven, who I think maybe was – they kind of was that was that hybrid safety linebacker ability to play both. Uh, Derwin James is better just all around safety than than Sue Cravens ever probably will be. Uh, he can play all over the field, and I think he just adds another piece to that defense and and a playmaker, and just instantly also adds tenacity and focus, uh, which I think is something that that team in general just kind of is lacking. So I'm helping my team out here. So Derwin going at number thirteen overall. So now we move to pick number 14 and a depressed Jordan gets the pick for his Green Bay Packers. However, um, Jordan, I believe your phone, if you would like to check it, is ringing off the hook. I I thought I had my phone in airplane mode. That's weird. (laughs) This this trade is so good that you it overrides airplane mode. All right. What do you what do you got? Um, Hey, Jordan, uh, it's it's uh, Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, and we are calling, we want to make some moves. We're going, we want to get up, right? So we're going to offer you our ni- first overall pick, which is pick number 19. So you just drop back, you know, what is that? One, two, three, four, five picks. We know the guy who you were targeting just got taken. We can tell it in your voice that you were just <laughs> really upset. Um, plenty of still good guys on the board. Uh, Drop back just five picks, and we'll also give you our third round pick, which is pick number seventeen, and our fourth pick number sixteen. Um, and we just all we ask in return is your is your fourteenth pick here. This is a tough one to mull over, but there's a lot of animosity between Jordan and Pete here. So keep that in <laughs> mind, Jordan. You're upset with him right now. Go get out of here. You're not on this phone call. <laughs> it's three way, man. Damn it. I'm in. <laughs> this this is a big, but. I don't think I can trade back here. Um, I have to stay at 14 because the Packers need a blue chip guy who is still one of the better players left on the draft board. So I'm sorry, Dallas. I'm going to have to decline um, and make my pick at 14. 
Um, Brian Gutekunst, the new GM of the Green Bay Packers, I think he's going to be looking to make a splash. And with my pick at number 14 for the Green Bay Packers, surprise, surprise, I'm going Roquan Smith, inside linebacker out of Georgia. Um, That's a great pick. The Packers need defensive backs. I know they need more edge rushers. I get it. But I don't think any of the edge rushers towards the top of this draft are ready to go quite like Roquan Smith is. The Packers got some solid defensive linemen in there now. And having a rover who I compared one time to Wolverine, just being able to (laughs) run people down like a lion chasing a gazelle from sideline to sideline is really, really good for the Packers. Somebody who can cover uh, tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. I I just really like this guy. And I didn't want to say anything before, but I, I think he's the best interior linebacker on the in the draft he's he is the guy who you can plug into a defense and just leave be right he from day one he is going to be an immediate starter who makes an immediate impact and can and can grow um i think that if if the packers really get him at 14 that that is an amazing pick for them uh because he's projected to i mean he most most mocks don't have him falling past uh oakland at 10 or 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 even chicago at eight but but this is in most mocks, baby. Yeah, we need to mess things up. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. We see a lot of linebacker action. So I think coming off of the top five picks, where there might be a lot of people looking at quarterback, it's going to be really cool to see if people are willing to spend, you know, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth to go up there and get a linebacker. It's kind of a devalued position that I, mm-hmm. I just don't understand why. Uh, all right, so now we move on to pick number fifteen. The Arizona so, Cardinals are on clock. It is. It is really hard to hear the Cardinals over the giant celebration that they have going on in their war room right now. So I'm going to dispense with the drama. No, no, no. I'm not taking any phone calls. I'm not taking any phone calls. With the 15th pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Josh Allen. Oh, my God. They would be so ecstatic by this pick. So I I know there's a lot of people talking about Josh Allen's accuracy uh, that I mentioned with Lamar Jackson, something that like, yes, obviously concerning quarterbacks need to throw the ball where they mean to throw the ball. I understand that this is important, but at 15, you've taken so much of the risk out of this pick that you're just ecstatic to get a guy with this kind of Jay Cutler esque arm. And you're hoping that after a year, year and a half of coaching him up, that he'll be ready to play because you did go out and get a couple of quarterbacks to play for this year. And so the Cardinals just could not be happier that the draft felt like this. Yeah. And I wrote about this. I wrote about um, Lamar Jackson and my favorite kind of landing spots for him. And I had the Arizona Cardinals on the list, Uh, but the same, I think what I was saying, the same applies to Josh Allen in the sense that having Sam Bradford in a room with a quarterback who struggles on accuracy I feel like if there is any kind of communication or like passing of knowledge, like Sam Bradford is when healthy, one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the NFL um, and has the ability to throw with absurd uh, anticipation and, and right on a dot. And so I think that if he is able to even like take a tiny bit of that talent and just like throw it on Josh Allen, um, the Cardinals might've just gotten themselves. I mean, he, from everything that I've read uh, could have the highest upside of every quarterback in this draft. But he also comes in with arguably the lowest floor. So yep. I like it. I like it definitely. Well, like you said, at 15, it takes all the risk out. So um, number 16, the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. And the Baltimore Ravens are ecstatic because Dallas did not leapfrog them despite their best attempts. So 
Baltimore now gets the pick of the litter at wide receiver, uh, and they're going with Calvin Ridley. Uh, you can't pass on a guy who comes in with NFL talent in the route running department. He has fantastic speed um, and is a plug-and-play guy from day one. And I think he's someone that the Ravens have been searching for and need desperately. Um, if his biggest criticism is that he is too skinny, the guy is 6'1", 180, and as soon as, or 190, really, but he's 188. But as soon as his job is to just be in a weight room all day, he's easily could bulk up and put on 10 to 15 pounds. And now you're talking about a 6'1 receiver with an extensive route tree at 200 pounds. You know, that's, that's a number one guy that the Ravens just landed. So the Ravens are very happy with that pick. I love Ridley. I, I feel like I'm one of the only people that still has um, some real estate on Ridley Island for, at this point in the draft, but he he's just already an NFL caliber route runner, and that's fantastic. You know who else loves Ridley? The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I like Ridley at 16, and we're getting to that part of the draft where there's a lot of nitpicking about what these guys can't do near the top of the draft, and then once you get into this yeah. middle part of the draft like from what i've heard and from what i've seen ridley's kind of, i mean all of these guys floors are that they'll bust out of the league and this is the season of optimism but from what i'm like ridley's floor is like a very serviceable number two wide receiver totally and that's good i mean that's like we forget that that's good yeah you know? and with the ravens having no offensive t- no wide receiver talent right now yeah they need that they need all the help they can get so and they're building for the future. I don't think Joe Flacco is long for that job. He's stupid so. there. Uh, all right. Moving on to pick number 17, the Los Angeles, almost said San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers on the clock. Uh, Jordan, what uh, what's happening out in L.A.? I am really excited about this pick because I have, before I get to the pick, I want to give you two names for the Chargers roster. They are one, Joseph Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Two pass rushers that can get you double-digit sacks. So I'm going to help them out. I'm going to go back in the trenches for them and grab them Maurice Hurst out of Michigan. That is a pick. He's a big guy that will swallow up a lot of blocks in order to free up the other guys. And you know what? If there is some sort of health condition that's truly wrong with Maurice Hurst, I think some of that L.A. weather will help him out. And some stuff that's, you know, legal in L.A. could help him out too. (laughs) Not the NFL, though, Pete. Damn it, you're right. That's true. Uh, So this is something that I've heard uh, Sigmund Bloom, one of my favorite analysts, talk about before, is don't try to build an even team and be okay at every position. Build on your strengths. And I love that philosophy. And the, the Chargers defensive line is already, with the two guys you mentioned, very good. And it's just like it's kind of like what the Rams are doing. It's kind of like what the Texans are doing, what the Vikings are doing, what the Eagles are doing. Once you get three legitimate pass rushers, it just, it is so hard for the offense. I mean, it's literally how the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl in 2015. Yeah. Is they just had Von Miller and Demarcus Ware and, um, and um, Malik Jackson were just destroying people on the offensive line. And you had obviously a keep to and Chris Harris jr. On the outside, but yeah, that's I mean, that's a hell of a defensive line that that the uh, L.A. Chargers have constructed right there. And, that's yeah, and they, have, they have plenty on offense. Right. Like, oh, totally. They just invested a first round pick last year in their offense. Oh, yeah. We haven't even seen them yet. But yeah, that's, that's you know, me. That's looks like me. they'll have two first rounders this year. 
It's exactly like those two first rounders. Uh, all right, pick number 18, the Seattle Seahawks. Clark, you hinted before we got onto the show that you might actually, and I guess Jordan's really one up to you by taking offensive linemen. You might be taking offensive linemen. Um, is this it? So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a long time to see if my phone rings. Does does anybody wanna does anybody want to come up a couple of spots? Does, does anybody? Okay, if I if I can't get out, and you'll see why I wanted to get out. I'm really disappointed because I'm I'm going to try to help Russell Wilson here the best way that I know how, knowing that Jordan's already taken the two offensive linemen that I had targeted, and I kind of expected that they would not be here, but I was hoping, and so. Uh, Definitely the biggest reach in the draft so far. I fall in love with running backs and I stay oh! in love with them for forever. Oh! The Seattle Seahawks select Nick Chubb, the second best running back <laughs> in this draft shit. class at number 18. Talk to us, give talk to us a little bit about Nick Chubb. What do you love so much about him? He was just hands down going to be Saquon Barkley, except a little bigger. And then he got injured and he's fighting back from that injury. He tore up the combine, which to me means he has finally recovered from that injury. So I think that he's that we've seen him be just absolutely unbelievable. And because of injuries, he's, I mean, he's not going to go at 18, but we're going to see him go much later than he should. And uh, you'll, you'll see in the article that we're going to publish tomorrow that I, I think he's just absolutely going to be the second best rookie running back this season i'm talking fantasy points play wise he's i am just infatuated with what nick chubb can do damn and we talked and jordan and i have and maybe clark you were on the show too it's been so long i don't i can't remember we've talked about this weeks weeks. we've talked about this before too where it's just like the draft is such a crapshoot that if you trust your scouting department and you like the evaluation that you have on a player and you're just like you know what screw it i'm gonna take him at 18 and he turns out if he's if you're right and he turns out to be basically saquon barkley or even just like a small step below like no one is ever going to look back and be like oh you reached for nick chubb you know they're going to look back and be like wow seattle had a great scouting department that saw what nick chubb could be and went out and got him um so it's just kind of like you know it's a crapshoot and you take the players that you want to get yeah, and I don't see any other like, oh, this guy's slipping, and I'm and I've got this great chance to get this guy that's going to help me. Mm-hmm. I just, and I am a fantasy writer, <laughs> so, so I, I like running backs, wide receivers, and you know that's what yeah, I like. So. And nothing helps again, like you said, nothing helps a quarterback, especially one who's constantly under pressure with no offensive line, uh, like a running game, like a legit running game. Yeah, they're not going to draft four good defensive offensive linemen this. No. draft so let's get you somebody that might be able to create all right so we finally get down to the cowboys at number 19 who desperately were trying to jump in front of the ravens for uh for calvin ridley but they're all right because they're comfy at number 19 they'll take dj Moore, uh wide receiver yes. who i am a big dj yes. Moore fan i actually love him he reminds me a lot of golden tate he's a weapon with the ball in his hands and, and can score anywhere on the field uh he needs to work on contested balls and like and kind of uh making plays downfield but in my mind in dallas's offense that that, that's not a thing anymore that's the reason they got rid of des is i mean partially des wasn't winning those 50 50 balls but dak really doesn't like throwing those what dak loves doing is quick little throws that's why um 
uh, God damn it. Who's the white guy? Beasley. Cole yeah, Beasley, I'm sorry. That's why Cole Beasley was so effective when, you know, with Dak, because Dak likes to get the ball out quick, make the smart, easy throw, and let his receivers do the work. And I think if you're going to implement that kind of West Coast offense, DJ Moore is the perfect receiver uh, to get there. So ultimately, they wanted Calvin Ridley, but I think they're going to be pretty freaking happy with DJ Moore and what he brings to the table. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think the analysis with Dallas is spot on. Unfortunately, I uh have to watch the Cowboys games almost every week and and Dak is willing to chuck it deep but it's not what the Cowboys want to do you hit the nail on the head uh Cole Beasley was a fantasy viable starter yeah uh in several games in the past couple of years with Dak Prescott because they if they see the corners playing back they they will hit that quick little slant and just pick up those yards they're they're a march the ball down the field kind of team and I really think DJ Moore is going to be special i just i'm glad that clark keeps reminding everyone that this is a fantasy football podcast and so we do talk fantasy on this podcast we're not just an nfl podcast so don't get it twisted everyone uh i agree with you clark i actually in my uh pre-draft rankings for dynasty leagues i have dj Moore ahead of calvin ridley because i just i just think dj i think he brings so much to the table that can be used in very i think he is someone who can be uh, used in a gimmicky offense, which people will say sounds like a bad thing, but freaking Jarvis Landry gets you consistently top 10 in PPR because they just force feed him. And so like, and I think, he, I think DJ Moore can do more with the ball in his hands than Jarvis, or at least has mild, a little more success maybe. So Yeah. And more than being the season for optimism, draft season is the season for hyperbole too. So keep that in mind, but totally. I'm hearing like Stefan Diggs, Steve Smith kind of, and, and, it, and people aren't saying that he is him, but they're saying like, could be. That's the kind of guy that like he's kind of reminds people. Of. Just as tall, I think he's just as tall as Stefan Diggs, but bulkier. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, all right, moving on to pick number twenty. Uh, Jordan is now the head of the Detroit Lions, and uh, what are they going to do at twenty? Well, this is just great for the Detroit Lions sitting back here at 20. And it pains me as somebody who is in the NFC North because now I'm going to have to deal with this guy going forward for the next couple of years. I'm going Marcus Davenport oh, out of that's... University of Texas San Antonio. The dude is a little raw, but he is he has all the physical attributes to become a great pass rusher. Pair him across from Ziggy Ansah, another raw prospect that they were able to turn into a good NFL player. And go go ahead and watch the tape. He doesn't have a whole lot of pass rush moves, but his long arm move will put people on the ground. And that is scary for quarterbacks in the NFC North. It is scary for people around the league. Marcus Davenport, lock it in. That's an excellent pick. I, w- I was so happy that I had some idea what I was going to do next for the Bengals. <laughs> we now are getting to, we're getting to, and this is completely unplanned. It's just how the world planned it out, but we're getting to four Clark picks in a row. Oh, There's shit. so many people left that I really love too. Get hyped. Uh, yeah. So pick number, pick number 21, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who in my book just need to do something because people I think have forgotten that they exist. The problem with the Bengals is that they're built around a quarterback that needs help. Mm-hmm. The good thing about the Bengals is that he has a lot of help around him. And what killed them last year uh, was their offensive line. Uh, so I- I'm picking the next highest rated 
offensive lineman kind of consensus guy we see. We've got Will Hernandez, offensive guard out of UTEP. Uh, so we're going to take the boring offensive lineman pick here, but it's a huge need for the Bengals. And it's a it's a need so bad that you just hope this guy can start and not be Eric Flowers. Yeah, but I, I love that pick. I think especially if you're getting him at 21, he's a guy who, because you forget, like, the Bengals could have a, a, a mild identity change. And you can mask Andy Dalton because they do have Joe Mixon in that backfield. And Hernandez is like a very aggressive run blocker with power and anger who could maybe blow open some holes for Joe Mixon to finally kind of accomplish something. So I think that could be that could pan out working really well for them. Yeah, Hernandez is a good run blocker, but he's also a really good pass protector for a uh, guard because he can move laterally side to side pretty well. Um, I think that might be from his low center of gravity. I'm not sure how tall he is, but I know he's like under the Packers have like a threshold for what their line. He's six two, which doesn't seem small, but for big NFL offensive lineman, that is a little bit on the shorter side, but he he's a solid pick for a guard spot. All right, Clark, we're staying with you. Pick number 22, the Buffalo bills who retained this despite trading up at the top end of the draft. Uh, what are they doing here? So, I am ecstatic that I was able to get my boy earlier in the draft and save my first round pick. So I've got Lamar Jackson uh, and I want to take someone to pair with the tall rangy wide receiver that I have with Kelvin Benjamin. I'm taking a guy who we're talking about complete wide receivers who may be a little undersized. I'm going to go ahead and get Christian Kirk. Wide receiver from Texas A&M here. Nice. I love Kirk, too. He's the one that reminds me more of Golden Tate in this draft. Just a a crafty slot guy. And then at 23, (laughs) this is the San Francisco 49ers' first pick, I believe. It is, after trading down with the New England Patriots, who who felt like the 49ers owed them one after getting Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick. Uh, Yeah, we, we come on. We got good blood. For, we yeah, wanna, we love we each other. We want to maintain that relationship. Exactly. Uh, 49ers, with the first pick, uh, their first pick in the NFL draft, what are they taking? 49ers are very excited here. Uh, we're going to pick up Geis. We can't let him slip anymore. I know that we picked up McKinnon, but uh, Kyle Shanahan can use and enjoys having two different types of backs. And I think uh, Geis can do enough in the passing game to keep people honest, uh, just like McKinnon is is willing to run inside and so i think they lock up their one-two punch at running back here and are very happy to see the seahawks uh reach for nick chubb <laughs> and have guys fall to them very nice very nice uh and at pick 24 then we finally uh give you a break uh carolina panthers uh, Darius guys actually uh if you'd like to see his draft profile this article Ooh. is likely available now at faketeams.com. This guy's draft written board. by perhaps the most handsome faketeams.com author on the roster. Hands Ooh. down. Hands down. Yeah. It's that beer that really cements it. That's right. Oh, wow. So, Carolina. <laughs> I was hoping that Geis would fall here, <laughs> you just, but then I took him from me. <laughs> So uh, that is that is a true commitment to the mock draft is when you screw yourself over with a pick. 
I think I feel like I established how serious I was taking this when I didn't allow myself to trade down from six <laughs> so that I could get Lamar Jackson earlier. Uh, okay, so I, I'm stoked here. You know what? Uh, I have got to get someone for Cam Newton to throw the ball to. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding whether or not this guy is a good wide receiver or if he's just a big freak. And uh, Carolina has shown that that doesn't bother them at all. And they're happy to draft the big freak. So I'm going to go ahead and pick up Cortland Sutton here. Damn. Out of SMU for, for Cam. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that it adds, especially if you're going to really play Christian McCaffrey as basically a slot receiver, um, it adds a little bulk. And and I also just feel, and forgive me all of you um, Devin Funches fans out there, but I just I don't trust Devin Funches, and I feel like Cortland Sut- Sutton, despite maybe having the size comparison, I think is a more explosive receiver for his size than than Funches is, and Kelvin Benjamin maybe too. Yeah, the thing about Funches is he'll make an amazing play and make you really question that I don't like this guy thing, but then you see him play the rest of the game, and you're like, no. Yeah, you're like, I'm uh, not loving it. Uh, pick number twenty five. The Tennessee Titans are freaking as happy as you could possibly be right now because they need edge rushers badly and the best edge rusher in the draft has fallen nicely in their lap harold landry oh bold you guys i don't know what you're doing over here harold landry uh coming off of an absurd season in boston college did is dealing with an injury right now but Oh my goodness, that boy, he has uh, his ability to dip and rip, and I'm using good scouting terms here. Dip and rip. Until I did my homework. Um, Immediate impact as a pass rusher. He was getting comparisons to Vic Beasley coming in. Uh, I think he will need a little bit of time to fully develop his game, but damn, the Titans are very happy to be putting that guy on their defense. Man, see, I was shaking my fist before because I was really hoping that Harold Landry fell to the Falcons at the next pick. But I do have something for that one when we get to it. Well, that's you. You're on the clock. Falcons at 26. All righty. Well, <laughs> I was really in on Harold Landry. Um, he was up there on my board for the Packers at 14. So I think that's a pretty big value to get him all the way down this draft board. But for the Atlanta Falcons, picture this, boys. Picturing. Deion Jones, inside linebacker solid player Vic Beasley pass rush extraordinaire went up another level last year let's give them another talented linebacker to play with Leighton Vander Esch who I thought was starting to look like a top 15 player just the way people have been gushing all over this guy he's an athletic freak put him on the Falcons and you got linebackers that can run all over the field I'm I'm excited for this pick Go Falcons. That is that is a terrifyingly speedy defense. That is all you're already adding speed to speed, which is yeah, that's a fantastic pick. Yeah, I was gonna go Landry there, but you know what? No, I Lady Van Der Esch is still a good solid yeah, player. Fantastic. Yep, 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 yep. Love it. 27 the Saints. I'm I'm gonna try to not pick all offensive players. Oh, I'm glad that I'm glad that I have the Saints here because they're they're pretty well set for offense uh i feel like this team is going to be in transition in the next couple of years and we want to build on the strength that we had in our draft last year getting some good defensive players and we're just going to take 
a very boring pick and get Deron Payne defensive tackle from I love that. Just let's, stop, let's just stop the run, guys. Yeah. And and he can he could develop into a pass rusher. And I think you're now pairing that with Cameron Jordan and Sheldon Rankins. You could have a formidable trio down there in the in the trenches to rush quarterbacks into throwing at Marshawn Lattimore. I like how we're both scoffing at the like, no, the lines are important. They're totally like, important. I, I say that all the time. Like when teams are terrible, it's because they don't have good lines. Hey, I drafted for eight teams so far. Four teams to get an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. So I'm all in. I'm all in. Uh, um, all right. At 28, and the reason I was a little annoyed at Jordan taking Van Der Esch at for the Falcons at 26, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, they would have loved Leighton Van Der Esch. Um, but that being said, I can't be too upset. Uh, Rashawn Evans is still there from Alabama. And so they're going to take Rashawn Evans. They need to bolster the linebacking group with uh, Shazier's injury. Uh, Evans can play inside or out. He's perfectly f- tailored to a, a kind of blitz happy three, four defense. Uh, Cause he can get pressure up the middle and that's the kind of defense that Pittsburgh likes to operate. So I think he'll fit in, plug in nicely and be able to get you a high impact guy. Um, he's not going to be able to replace Ryan Shazier's freak athleticism. Uh, no one really can, but he certainly is athletic and can play sideline to sideline. So a solid pick for the Steelers to bolster a need. You know what? I feel like you're you're just hitting if you're taking an inside linebacker from Alabama. Like yeah. that's just an an unwritten rule of NFL drafting. If the if I hadn't well, traded up, if the if the Patriots trade had fallen through, I was going to probably pair Dante Hightower, Alabama linebacker, with Rashawn Evans, Alabama linebacker. Last but, year in the recent news, notwithstanding. That's, that's <laughs> good point. Uh, there are a but lot. No, I'm with you. But yeah. Defensive players from Alabama are good. Right, like uh, that, that's they're good. Twenty nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of oh my god, a playoff appearance. Not only a playoff appearance, they made it to the AFC Championship. Uh, this might be the lowest pick they've ever picked in the history of existence. Uh, don't back me up on that because I don't know. I'm just speculating. Uh, Jordan, what do we got? Who's going to be one of the worst picks in this draft, Jordan? Tell it yeah, to who, us. Who's going to <laughs> bomb completely in Clark's eyes? Let, let's say they're pretty okay on defense. I think they're they're set in that regard. Um, I think they need to do a better job of keeping Leonard Fournette clean. Uh, their offensive line was okay last year, but they can always improve. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Wynn, offensive guard nice. out of Georgia. Um, I, he's one of the better lineman prospects out of in the draft and he's moving up some draft boards. And of course I just love drafting players in the trenches. That's just that's, what I that's do. It's been right the now. theme of the podcast for you. It also, if they're really steering into this power run, Leonard Fournette is our guy. Uh, when is a good get to kind of solidify what they've already built a pretty good offensive line and he solidifies that. And I think that could be now a strength of that team. So I like it. Yeah. Build on your strengths. Build up. We've been already talking about this. That's the theme of the year. Uh, pick number 30, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Clark, you have expressed some trepidation over this pick. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, there might be a phone call waiting for you. Um, I am, I am not the Cardinals on this pick. I am answering the phone. Ring, ring. ring, ring. Hello, Pete. Uh, hello clark man clark you are just bouncing around teams you're doing a really good job um hey vikes it's the patriots 
we are hearing all these rumors that Tom Brady is maybe or maybe not playing next year. And we want to make sure that we are building him a team. Bill, that- Bill, let me stop you right there. I don't, I don't give a shit about what you what you want. What do you want? <laughs> what are you going to give me for the pick, Bill? Damn, you drive a hard bargain there, and I appreciate you, Mike Zimmer. I appreciate you. No other court, no other coach in the NFL would put their eyeball back in their head when it comes out. You're my kind of guy. Um, I didn't even know I was Mike Zimmer. I didn't know either. You were calling me Belichick, so I guess the coaches are talking right now. That's right. Uh, just two bald coaches. Just two bald coaches. We'll give you our uh second round pick the number 63 so the 31 selection in the second round this year and we'll also throw in oh to sweeten the deal we'll throw in next year's second round pick as well no that's well bill don't <sighs> what if i give you call this phone number again <laughs> i'm hanging up the phone no bill no bill you lowballed me and take this as a lesson in your fantasy trades out there <laughs> I have hung up on you, Bill Belichick. You're going to be two horrible second round picks, right? You're done to me. You're done to me. Uh, so since I am making this pick and I love fantasy football and we don't know if Dalvin Cook is going to come back. Oh, my like God. He did. And <laughs> it's always good to have two solid quality running backs. Oh, I am taking a chance on Sony Michelle here. Oh, my God. And I'm really excited about it. This is is getting goofy. This is, I love it. I love it. Jordan is just drafting defensive or offensive linemen. Clark is just bringing every running back into the first round. This this is also how I draft in fantasy. As people know, like six rounds in, I'm like, shit, I do need to get a wide receiver. Okay. Oh boy. I love Sony Michelle. Uh, There's no way in hell he's going to be a first round pick, but Sure, I like it. I'll if I'm you. the GM for the Vikings and I've just been <laughs> insulted by the Patriots, <laughs> I'm gonna do it just to spite them. I mean, you've got to kind of replace Jarek McKinnon in a way, and Sonny Michelle is a, is a pass catching back who can make it, who can make plays out of the backfield. So there, there's some sense there. And we always act like, oh, this guy that just had this incredibly horrific injury to his leg is just going to come back fine, That's and fair. we assume that because. Medical technology is awesome, and these guys are incredible athletes, and most of the time they do, but sometimes they don't. Uh, Even if he does come back, like I said, do you really want Latavius Murray to be the other guy in the backfield? He's serviceable. He's fine. He's your Chris Ivory type. Like, he's all right, but let's get some explosions. The Vikings don't need any help on defense. No. And the thing is, is also, like, you can't, after seeing what the Saints did, I mean, you can't hate on two running backs because you've seen that it can be wildly effective and productive for both players, so... I'm yeah, I'm not hating it. Uh, pick 31, the 49ers are back on the clock. And Clark, what are they doing with the second to last pick of the first round? All right. So I think this is where I might draft someone that's already been drafted for the first time. And I'm Ooh. surprised that it took this long for it to happen. Exciting. Um, but so the the 49ers need help everywhere, and I'm taking a guy it looks like is really slipping. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and pick up corner. Mike Hughes from UCF here. Wide open. It's all yours. Very available. Very available. I don't know. The, the Niners just need everything. So gripping analysis. <laughs> yeah, gripping. I love it. I love it. You can tell we're getting to the end of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> And the last pick of the first round, as much as it pains me to say this, your Super Bowl champions, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jordan, what 
are the champions doing to continue their success and hopefully go for a repeat? Ronald Jones. Still on the board. <laughs> Another running back. Still no. on the board. <laughs> Even though the Eagles have like four that they Doesn't have matter. series to. Um, no, this one's this one's a little bit easier now that we're at the back end of the draft. And of course, it's just a luxury pick because the Eagles are fairly complete as complete of a team as you can possibly get at this point, just based on the players that they brought in through free agency and they've got their quarterback in place, but I'm going with another player that I've really projected as a top 20 player. And that's Joshua Jackson out of Iowa. Um, He's a good sized cornerback who just really has a nose for taking the ball away. And with that, rotation that they can bring in on the defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles, just manhandling and getting in the face of opposing cornerbacks. If our quarterbacks, I should say, if Josh Jackson is able to get some of those errant footballs that aren't as accurate as those quarterbacks want to be, because those defensive linemen are all up in their grill, then he's going to feast like Marcus Peters. Boom. There you have it. 2018 NFL first round mock draft. Welcome uh, to the RB1 NFL mock draft. Who's going to go number one? That's Josh Rosen's going to be good. Lamar Jackson is totally a number one quarterback. Phil Coleman. Like we said at the top of the show, this is exactly how the mock draft will go. There will be at least four running backs selected, despite <laughs> everyone despite everyone thinking this is not the strongest of running back classes. But hey, what do they know? Now, that's ridiculous. This is a very strong running back class. Uh, also a little ridiculous that I picked four of them. I understand that. But this running back class is very deep. It's very deep. I apologize for my phrasing. I meant more so that it was not uh, maybe filled it's, with first round talent it's top heavy it is top heavy with with really just one guy at the top um except for uh chubb. nick chubb who nick is chubb. saquon barkley 2.0 with a knee injury That's right. uh so almost as money running backs when as quarterbacks in the first round <laughs> almost fantastic. if i had more teams <laughs> i had just that had is, more teams that is the sign that this is a successful mock draft is when in a draft where everyone thinks there's going to be at least five quarterbacks going in like the first 10 picks there are almost as many uh running backs going in all 32 and, and what i love about the draft is jordan you're totally right that the the eagles pick is a luxury pick and so i love the, the patriots have been doing this for year. you trade that for like some teams next year's Third. first plus their mid second this year and you just reload on that and then pete as the browns picking number one in the second round you flip that pick too because you know there's somebody that's dropped uh that a lot of people are looking at all the tight ends dropped in our draft and they should have i mean there's not yeah there's not exactly a lot of but i know we get excited in the way in our draft man the browns have three of the first six picks in the second round so yeah and draft recap for a couple of teams that we didn't hear from uh the houston texans took the second half of deshaun watson this year yep. uh the kansas city chiefs took the second half of patrick mahomes this year uh is there anyone else it. there might be one other team oh the rams the rams take brandon cooks oh that was such a dirty trade i know god the patriots man i ugh. 
the Patriots, I was trying real hard to get, I mean, luckily it didn't happen. I just think the Patriots are going to have to probably move up in the second round. If we're playing in arts in our world, uh, I was trying to go up and get Isaiah Oliver, the cornerback out of Colorado. Cause I love that guy. Um, he's another one I like. There's a lot of good guys still left on the board that I really like. It's, there are. The Browns have that many picks in the second round. I mean, there's Tavin Bryan out of Florida, Connor Williams out of Texas. Those are, that's an offensive lineman and yep. defensive lineman. You I'm got sorry. Lorenzo Carter as a defensive end out of uh, our outside linebacker out of Georgia, I believe. Isaiah Oliver. James Washington, he might be my favorite receiver in the draft, to be honest. Uh a lot of talent still out there. A lot of talent. A lot of talent still out there. Deep draft. And they're going to have to move some of those picks. I mean, they if, if they hit on, like, if they hit on these guys, they're going to be in some, Anyway, I, I don't think the Browns need to worry about being good. I don't know why I'm being so optimistic. <laughs> History suggests that they don't hit on all their draft picks. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I saw some people being like, the Browns should just draft a quarterback at one and four. Which I'm not against, because you know what? Screw it. Why not? why not why not you don't you don't know like why not double if you can go into the if you can go in with sam darnold and josh allen why not or baker mayfield or whomever slips like why not i don't know anyways they're never going to do it because the nfl is uh never going to break tradition but yeah i mean the answer to why not is because it's it's dumb but i would love to see it like it would just be so much fun it would be awesome and you could ship someone out if you need to anyways it would be insane like the gambler's uh kind of mindset of like i'm gonna hit on them right so then i'm just gonna be stuck wasting all this capital on the other one it's like no man black comes up 48 percent of the time like you're not gonna yeah anyway Um, cannot wait for the freaking draft i hope that this was entertaining and showed like how confusing this is gonna be for teams that i mean like we're gonna be three picks in and everything that everyone's mocking could be wrong. We There's, haven't had that exactly. in a long, long time. There really hasn't been. And even with the number one pick, I mean, it's the Browns. So you're never quite sure what the Browns know. are going to do. We don't know. Josh Allen made it to 15 in this draft. And I don't feel like that's really far outside no. the realm of possibilities. People are talking about Josh Rosen falling to nine. People, I'm like, if Sam Darnold doesn't get taken one, like, can you imagine the number of calls the Giants are going to get to try to bounce into one, to, uh, number two? Because it's, it's just going to be, I love it. I'm all for this. this is I don't know awesome. if we want to go longer, but are people really so upset that Josh Rosen like asks questions and maybe has some political opinions that he's not going to go in the top three. Are you serious? I hope not. My God. The fact that the fact that people are complaining about him being a millennial, which shocker, everyone entering the NFL this year is a millennial and will be for the next, whatever, however long the millennial generation is going to last. But like, yeah, I mean, people are clearly, clearly there are NFL teams that are just like, well, this guy has amazing talent as quarterback, but he asks too many questions. It's like, or is this just all hokum? Maybe is everyone is. like, oh, yeah, 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 he's terrible. Don't pick him. Don't pick him. <laughs> We're definitely not going to pick him at six <laughs> or five. Like, yeah, don't pick him for sure. He's troublemaker. I love Rosen. And I think teams that he's think so good. He is. downgraded for being inquisitive are stupid. Like there's there's and I I wonder if it's even true. Like I it don't know. It might be, but I mean it helps me to understand why things are happening. And I ask those things at work not because I'm challenging my boss, but because if I really understand why we're doing something, then I can explain it to someone else. Right. So like why is that seen as a negative thing? 
I, the I NFL just wants it. their players to be robots. Yeah. Like that's all it is. They want them to eat, breathe, sleep, and drink football. And if you're questioning somebody, that's kind of seen as a questioning of the authority that's placed on you because these players are just their chess pieces to move on a board. But as a player, he's the most robot quarterback Perfect. there is. Like he does yes. exactly. Yeah how you draw it up that's exactly yeah. what you want your quarterback to do and look like yeah there's a so reason you just have to started from such a young age at ucla it is an argument towards the draft moving closer to the combine i hope that josh rosen and lamar jackson fall so that we can just laugh and laugh and laugh about how the old nfl got exactly what they deserved because these guys are both gonna i, I mean these guys are both gonna be good I'm going to love, I'm just going to, I am going to maniacally laugh myself to sleep on draft night. If Josh Rosen is sitting there for the 49ers at nine and the Patriots call up, send their two first round picks and get Josh Rosen. We'll I'm give just, you your second round pick back. Yeah. I will just, I will just <laughs> laugh. His, I will just, it'll be the most beautiful thing in the world that the whole NFL talk themselves, all these quarterback needy teams talk themselves out of Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen. And then the Patriots who are like, hey, Brady, you want to uh, retire? Go ahead. We're going to just play Josh Rosen. Anyways, and I'm like, going to be laughing you... when the Browns take Josh Allen number one overall. That's I'm gonna be crying. when I will be on the ground. Oh, God. This is enough of a crapshoot of like, I, I, I'm not going to kill anyone for any pick, but that would seem odd. That would not be great. That'd like, be great. Yeah. See what the Jets will give you for the one. If that's what you want to do, he'll be there at three, guys. Like, New York's not going to take him. Spoiler alert, yeah. yeah. Um, excellent. Well, there you go. There was a mock draft plus some NFL draft talk at the end. So you got double dipped, um, and that is just the treat that we are offering you. Uh, we will be back in your ears next week. I think because it's going to be literally the day before the draft and we'll be releasing it on the day of the draft, I mean, we haven't done it yet, and I'm thinking this is the time to do it. We bust out some uh, beer bets, some NFL draft beer bets, baby. Um, so get prepped for that and get pumped for that, listeners. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you have an Android or you don't abide by the whole iTunes movement, uh, we're on Stitcher. Rate, review, give us all that good stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. You can follow myself at PM Rogers. Follow Clark. Uh, it's been two weeks since I said that. At NFL Clark. Follow Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith. And we will be back at you guys next week to talk even more NFL draft because finally it's just around the corner. Until then, peace.